Welcome to Discoculia Headlines Weekly, a podcast where we share news, information, resources, tips and tricks about Discoculia. You can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes and then search for Discoculia Headlines. You can also find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and then click on the podcast page. Working on Discoculia, intelligence as an algorithm, students develop a guide, Awareness for Discoculia research and working memory in small infants. This is our podcast for week 48 in 2016 and we welcome Dr. Schroeder, the founder of Discoculia Services, to help us review the links of this week. Welcome Dr. Schroeder. Thank you, always great to be here. Well, we have lots of things to discuss this week, so let's jump right in and look at the first link. Here's a story of someone who found out he had Discoculia the hard way, I would say. Yes, absolutely. This is a moving story of a young man who, through lots of strategies, eventually came to a master's diploma. But without any diagnosis of dyscalculia and any treatment. Now he thinks uh, his uh, medication for ADD must have helped him to retain information long enough to get by, but he's not certain of that. So this is an interesting quote from what he's telling. I'm not diagnosing myself with dyscalculia. I also can't diagnose you with dyscalculia, ADD or anything else. All I know is that No matter what I did, I could never learn math. It wasn't a teacher. It wasn't lack of ambition or neglect of study time. And presumably it wasn't due to general developmental delays since I have managed to do a few other things despite this handicap. This is almost a UK type understatement if you have a a master's. (coughs) So... um, Stamina is not an issue for this uh, guy. Now, it just uh, underlines that dyscalculia can cause lots of issues in adult life. And people should not hesitate to seek help. That's very wise advice. Not, not, uh, not a problem if they're adults. I'm sure uh, that um, there are a lot of questions about medication. And I'm not sure about the ADD medicine. Yeah. You need to be careful. Um, and you have to see your no, physician before you start taking it. I don't that, know where he got his drugs, actually. Yeah. yeah, probably from a physician. Yeah. Well, so you need to be really careful not to get too dependent on drugs. But having said that, um, I have seen that uh, drugs have uh, helped to, uh, to boost short-term memory. And this is associated, this has an impact on dyscalculia also. So right. there is definitely All to do a with the memory and focusing. Yeah. It's interesting. At, at least I, I take the story as an encouragement to seek help, uh, even if you're an adult. Now, the next link talks about intelligence as an algorithm. How's that? How, can we train computers now to be like the Star Wars uh, androids? <laughs> uh, wouldn't that be wonderful? Yeah. Well, well, this is not related to dyscalculia directly, but an interesting article that tells the story of how scientists in neuroscience have developed a basic algorithm that seems to be present in all our gathering of knowledge and drawing conclusions, so the inference. So it is still very far from uh, human-like interaction, but it starts on the way towards that future. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely very interesting. Now, with smart services like uh, Cortana, Siri, Alexis, and OK Google, we sometimes already feel that our machines talk with us. 
and are smart. Well, sometimes they're smart, sometimes they're not that smart. <laughs> I lost that. Yeah, when you think about, about some expensive item, you run the risk that it, right. Amazon is going to send it or Google is going to send it to you, including the bill. Anyway, uh, this article is very interesting and um, though that the brain can uh, work off a very simple uh, mathematical algorithm already so uh, there's a lot of progress in this area it's very interesting and we will definitely keep well, following this definitely not at the end of uh, research there I'm sure now let's look at the next link this is about some students who've developed a school guide so what can we learn here other than you know students can actually be very helpful apparently yeah well this is a great initiative and resource and I have to commend those students. They uh, really uh, take ownership of um, their uh, learning disability. They uh, don't sit back. They try to do something about it. And, and this is, is very, uh, very good. I think that even making this whole uh, document has already um, given them uh, a boost. Right, and helped them uh, come along. Yeah. So basically, they, they put their minds together and plotted out an approach for schools to run a campaign to make the children more aware and accepting of children who are different due to a physical or a neurological handicap or difference. And they've put together activities that the teachers can do with the various levels of pupils in the school. Well, super activity, very good. Talking to Dr. Further, the founder of DiscalculiaServices.com, and we're looking at the links provided on our website, DiscalculiaHeadlines.com. Now, the next link talks about awards. So, who has won something? This is not the global awards, this is not the Oscars, this is a different type of awards that we different have. Different type of award, and one that's uh, very close to my heart, uh, uh, having worked in research for years and years. So, this is not so much about winning something for yourself or being awarded, but the National Science Foundation has invested uh, 61 million in uh, new awards for projects. And there are a number that also uh, touch our favorite topic. Okay. For example, the project. Neurocognitive underpinnings of dyslexia and dyscalculia. Fantastic. That is a good topic. Look forward to the results of that one. And and we know that uh, research that has been uh, funded by the uh, National Science Foundation, NSF, is always really high quality. So this proposal will explore the cognitive underpinnings of dyscalculia observed in children with dyslexia. So the kids who have both. Dyslexia and dyscalculia have traditionally been studied as separate development difficulties. But this project will seek to determine whether math difficulties that exist in children with dyslexia are similar or different from the math difficulties that exist in children with dyscalculia only. And I can speak from my own um, experience, which is only uh, a few dozens of children, obviously, uh, maybe, maybe a close to 100, uh, that I have definitely seen uh, yeah. differences. Oh, yes. we got to so, be watching for we, the outcomes. Uh, we, when we is need it going to be finalized? Uh, well, that will make uh, take until, um, let's take a few years, maybe even till uh, 2019 <laughs> before this is well, finalized. Well, at least that means that they're being thorough. <laughs> Absolutely. Those studies take a long time, but it's better to do it thoroughly 
and in depth than uh, especially quickly. if you get sixty one million dollars for it, you better be thoughtful. Well, they don't get all of that money. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, and then uh, our last link uh, is uh, is something uh, close to uh, to where you've been uh, involved. Uh, it's about the small infants. It highlights the working memory issues in small infants. What can we learn about that? Yeah, working memory is uh, coming much more in the forefront of attention right now, and I'm very happy about that because it's a, a really, really uh, important uh, topic. And um, some researchers even say that 50% uh, of all the variance in uh, achievement in education can be uh, traced back to uh, working memory. Okay. So if we can train uh, working memory, if we can help students who uh, have low working memory, that would be really, really important. So this study just confirms what we have thought for a longer time, that the working memory of infants with low birth weight is not as developed as with other children. Oh, and you know, I, as a neonatologist, have done a right. lot of follow-up for preterm and small born children and small for gestational age children. Now, this is a follow-up study at 11 years of age. And so you can see how much impact the pregnancy and That's any amazing. issues on development during that time can have so, so many, many years later. Amazing. Yes, absolutely. Okay, well, thank you very much. That concludes the review of our links for this week. Thank you, Dr. Schroeder. Dr. Schroeder is the founder of DiscoCuliaServices.com. You can follow her on Twitter and on Facebook. She maintains boards on both Pinterest and Flipboard. She runs five free webinars, and all the information about that is at webinars.discoculiatrainingcenter.com. She also has two e-books on Amazon. Uh, search for Dr. Schroeder, and you'll be sure to find it. Thank you, Dr. Schroeder. You're very welcome. See you next time. Discoculia Headlines Weekly is a production from DiscoculiaHeadlines.com. You can find us on the web at DiscoculiaHeadlines.com and we are on Twitter at DiscoculiaHead. You can also find us on Facebook, we have a board on Pinterest and on Flipboard. Search for Discoculia Headlines or follow the links on our webpage. You can send your questions, comments and contributions to communications at DiscoculiaHeadlines.com and we may even discuss it in one of our upcoming podcasts. We hope this was useful for you and until next week, you can count on us.